Okay, Google, how do you define love? According to Merriam-Webster, English language learners' definition of love, one, a feeling of strong or constant affection for a person, two, attraction that includes sexual desire, the strong affection felt by people who have a romantic relationship, and three, a person you love in a romantic way. Hi, I am Jerry White with Serenity Today, and I am so inspired. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are tuning in to the SOA Inspired Podcast. I am Chantel Asimoto White. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Jerry White with Serenity Today, which focuses on bringing peace to the mental health of black men. We actually post positive content and talk on discussions that actually help to break the stigma of how we see black men today. So, babe, today, this episode in particular, I know I started talking to you while you were eating, but it's okay because you're going to be done eating by the time I'm done saying this statement. Yes. So this episode is the love episode, and it's all about love and relationships and marriage, ours in particular, Uh and I know, you know, wanted to interview you, but really I wanted Mm -hmm. to share some date night questions. Some of them are fun. Some of them are, I wouldn't say serious, but maybe Mm -hmm. get you thinking. And so I wanted to introduce you to my audience, all three of you guys. I appreciate you guys liking and subscribing. But um, yeah, I wanted to take a moment while the baby was sleeping yes. and ask you these date night questions because we have been in a relationship for like 18 years. Ugh. 18 years? 18? 18 years? That's a long time. Our marriage is almost a mature adult. <laughs> relationship is going to college right now. Like literally, we need to get these coins up to take this baby to college. But- I wanted to ask you a couple of Spitfire date night questions. Hmm. You are free to ask me some questions, but I wanted to ask you questions because I know you aren't the biggest talker and I'm the biggest talker. Yes, you are. (laughs) So I want you to answer honestly with all your heart Mm -hmm. and yeah, don't be... um, What's the word I want to look for? Shy. Shy. Don't be shy. I'm good. And let the people know uh-huh. how you feel and what you're thinking. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Are I'm you ready. ready? Okay. Let's go. If you could live somewhere else for a year, where would you live? Hmm. I don't know. I think it's a lot of places that I like, but I'm definitely a person who loves culture. Um in different environments. I would love to learn about a lot of people. And I think that will be my focus of wherever I stayed. Um, Me personally, um, I think it would be somewhere overseas, but I do like diversity. And I think the, the crazy enough to say the one thing that I do love about America is the diversity of people here. So even though I would want to take time to stay in Africa. I don't think I would want to live in Africa. 
Um, but I would think that if it does go to another diverse area, we'll probably end up being like the UK hmm. for myself. Okay. Um, Should we have a third baby? A third baby, yeah. Like I my cutoff time or cutoff is three babies. I Even believe we're gonna have four. To have I believe four, we're gonna have four. I you really believe for a twin. I am because twins run in our family, well, so it's I feel like it's gonna happen. Gemini baby daughter, so there's we a twin. Do what do you remember about the day we met? The day we met. Uh being on a track field in high school and seeing you um think you had like red braids in your hair, reddish purple. I think I was in my burgundy face Yeah, burgundy um, hair running around with one of our friends when it came down to it. And just thinking like, she seems pretty cute. Like, I think she she's pretty nice. And I think my goofiness definitely started to come out. Um at that time, as you'd love to tell people of how me and one of my other homies ended up mooning her. You did. While we was on the field. You did. <laughs> and now I, I want her from that. So I It's true. I couldn't say no to that butt that I saw. <laughs> if you could eat the cuisine of one country for the rest of your life. What would the cuisine be, and what country would it be from? Um, I mean, when it comes down to me, I love Mexican food and and Italian food. I'm gonna have to go with chicken parmesan. <laughs> if I could eat chicken parmesan for the rest of my life, I could do chicken parmesan. It was chicken parmesan or tacos. <laughs> I'm going to go with chicken parmesan. For real? I'm going to go with chicken parmesan. What? Do you know how many varieties of tacos there are? You know what? You don't, don't change your answer. I'm going to go with another question. What is your definition of success? Definition of success? I think to be able to... My definition of success would be to be able to take care of the ones that I love all while doing what I love at the same time. Um, doesn't mean that you have to be a billionaire or a millionaire and have luxury and things that matter. If I'm capable of living a stable or sustainable life and be able to do the things that I love and enjoy all while taking care of the ones that I love with the income that I'm bringing in, that is a a successful life for me. Hmm. Should everyone get married or is marriage for everyone? Nah, not at all. I don't think everything, I don't think everyone are marriages for everyone, but I think everyone thinks that they want to be married, but I think more that everyone just wants to, or some people, not everyone, wants to just check it off of their bucket list. Um, I think marriage definitely um, has more things that keeps a marriage together, and it definitely um, starts after the wedding <laughs> so the wedding most people think that's the happily ever after portion when it comes to marriage but trust me that story and that that whole chapter is just beginning and you have a whole nother world that comes about after marriage i feel i feel like if the wedding is the happily ever after the marriage is the after is the after and it i mean don't get me wrong like there'll definitely be happily parts through it mm-hmm. 
as well as with anything else in life, there will be downs within it as well. But you always want to make the happy parts within that marriage, the, the part one that you focus on the most, as well as the thing that happens the most out of all of them. So if something does bring it down, as everything does have values, you always want to try to get to that mountaintop at the same time. When did you realize you love loved me? When I loved loved you? Mm-hmm. To be truly honest with you, mm-hmm. when I saw you come a mom. Really? When I saw you come so a mom. So recently, so all these years. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think because like, I think we all have a, a understanding of what we think love is. And like, I've always loved and adored you and would always do anything for you. But when it comes to the point of how I feel about my daughter and looking at you, it definitely made me love you because I think I truly began to see the strength of a woman, but the strength that you had, the the, the courage that you had, um, the supportiveness that I, I truly feel that I've always wanted from you um, in the same case. So I think it's definitely uh, crazy enough to say in how long I've known you. I think when it comes to like love, love, never want to see you go, thinking about it can make me sad. It's definitely after I saw you come a mom. Do you think there's enough representation of black love? No. I think it's not enough media representation of black love. When it goes to journalism, when it goes to perception, when it goes to um, the media in general, I don't think we see each other loving each other enough, not compared to the percentage of we see each other hating each other. And I think that is truly the problem. Now, if we actually take the time to look into our communities, I think black love is everywhere around black people. But the bad thing about it is that we always look for love from what we consider successful people or celebrities and things that matter. And then you start seeing interracial situations and then social media can be another place because you see people that end up venting about relationship problems. So then it starts to seem as if like when black women don't love black men and black men don't love women or black women or black men don't like black women. When they, let me correct that uh, when it comes down to it. But I think if we actually took the time to focus on the people around us, some relationships that it does go to celebrity statuses, but I don't really look for them to give me um, confirmation of what I should do. But I think we always see it, like even if it goes to statistics, black love is is still the most prominent love between black people. But media base, we would truly start to think that every black man is trying to marry a white woman and is down in every black woman. And you will start to think every black woman is starting to hate black men and only needs um feel like they can be helped or saved by a white man when that's truly not true. I think we work perfectly better together always. What is your top three favorite things about being a husband? Top three favorite three, top three favorite things about being a husband. Um, One loving you and being in love with you. Um, being able to understand each other more. I think that's a great thing about being a husband is that you always um, are. I always look to get to know more about you and you keep me on my toes a little bit. Um, Just a little. 
just a little bit. <laughs> um, and then being a husband, um, and I think just having somebody to grow with, I think that's the amazing piece about um, just love, marriage, being a husband. Yeah. Like actually having someone to, um, till death when it comes down to it, to, to actually grow with and be able to accomplish so many more things together. What advice would you give a single person who is very much interested in getting married? I would tell them the the one thing I would probably tell any single person is, is true. Like when it comes down to it, nobody married is a marriage expert when it comes down to it. You only know what works for your marriage. And even for that single person who is excited to be in marriage and things of that matter, I can only tell you what has worked for me. I cannot tell you what will work for you, uh, but I can give you advice to help you better understand yourself um, when it comes down to it. I think a lot of people in, in just simple relationships or even marriages uh, give advice as if it's just a, a direct mathematical book that is this answer and that is it when it's not true. So I think you have to find somebody you're truly compatible with. Like a lot of times we just think that since a relationship didn't work, we can't or that person was just a dog or she was this or whatever. When truly honest, y'all may not just been compatible. She may have been raised differently. You may be raised differently. It's somebody else out there who may have been raised correctly for them and somebody for you. So that's the true thing that I found. I would say find somebody you're basically compatible with and you got to still make your own rules at the end. Why is self-care and self-love important in a relationship? I mean, if you don't love yourself first, then you're never gonna you're never gonna find the the right love for you. And I feel like this in a, in a society that we have so many people who feel like they have flaws and are God's creation. Then, if God could not make you perfectly as you wanted yourself to be, then you definitely cannot look for somebody else to to bring about a self love for you from you loving them um, when it comes down to it. So if you don't come to love yourself first and understand who you are, it does not mean you can't be adjusted in your own times because you see that you could be better and you're always trying to uh, evolve within yourself. But I think if you don't come to truly just love you for you, then you will never find the correct love that you're supposed to have to better your own um, love of yourself. Going into our eighth year of marriage coming up in Ooh, October. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you better stop playing. <laughs> coming up in October, mm -hmm. what have you learned thus far being married? Uh, patience. Definitely patience. Forgiveness. Um, understanding uh, to let things go and to be able to, to continue to, to grow. Um, at the same time, um, during this point, um, I always show you I love you, but I think that's something that I, I've always done, but I think I've gotten better at now, um, where sometimes you can be so worried about other things needing to be done to the point you kind of start pushing that to a side and, and thinking that love love comes into a place of comfort, of, of comfortness. But actually showing you I love you, either from 
Um, just telling you simply um, when it goes to physical, uh, just kissing you simply or hugging you um, as well as just trying to take you out a little bit more and understanding our personal time. And I think that really came about uh, with us having a daughter and realizing that, yeah, we got a, a daughter and we're a family, but we also need our, our own time at the same time as well um, when it comes down to it. So, and being able to work out like when it goes to finances and, and things that matter too, but that's how I feel. That's what I think about. Last question I have for you. Mm-hmm. How would you define love? Or how do you define love? Mm. How would I define love? I think when it comes down to it, um, love is unconditional. No matter if somebody gets a divorce, no matter if uh, people separate, somebody passes away, things that matter. I, I truly think love is unconditional. And the only way I can I can truly explain it for myself is like... Um, if anyone has saw the movie Avatar and when they personally bonded to each other, um, either if it was from an animal and he had his, his flying thing where he was going in the sky, but he bonded with it with his hair and then bonded with the woman the same way. When when one of them passed, they felt the, they felt the same hurt at the same time, even though both of them dealt with it in different ways. And I think love is that. I think a lot of times, even if we talk about past relationships, the reason why we still have a little bit of bitterness towards somebody that we may have had a relationship or love before is because we still have that twang of 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 love that we miss from that person. But you have to figure out how to move forward after um, that love has basically um, dissolved or where it was. So I think love is unconditional. I would say love is un- um, love is unconditional. Love is um, something that can engulf you, um, and truly is a, a beautiful thing as well as can be a um, hurtful thing if if manipulated. But I think um, love is unconditional. And I've totally forgot the word I was about to say, but um, I think love is definitely unconditional mm-hmm. and just appreciating each other. Well, thank you, babe, for answering my questions. Did you have any questions for me? Hmm. Hmm. I want to know what's your definition of love. My definition of love? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think. That's what I was going to say. Love is also allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Mm. I think that's the biggest portion of love because a lot of people won't allow themselves to fall in love because they know that it would allow them to be all your walls is down, all your guard is broken, everything to that matter. And at that point, you you are capable and you're opening yourself up to be attacked if, if came down to it. So I think love is unconditional, but also is allowing yourself to be vulnerable at the same time. I can agree to that. So, um, How would I define love? I feel like there's definitely different types of love. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the love we feel for Jayla is, like, indescribable, especially right now. <laughs> and then, like, the love that we have for our parents, you know, it's definitely a different type of love. But, like, the love between spouses... 
I feel like definitely through our evolution, my definition of love for you has evolved as well. Mm -hmm. And I would say that now where we are right now, I feel like love for me is defined as the joy I feel knowing that I can be my complete self with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like once I was able to get over some of my own insecurities, once I was able to allow myself to be vulnerable, once I was able to understand you a lot more and understand myself, mm -hmm. and definitely once our communication really got to a great place and our marriage got to a really great place, I started to feel a lot of joy and just being my complete self, I didn't feel like I was hiding anything. I didn't feel like I had to walk on eggshells anymore. I didn't feel like if I do something, then you're no longer going to like me or love me anymore. I feel like right now my definition of love for you is the joy I feel with being my complete self with you and in creating a legacy with you. And in continuously evolving with you, because we really have evolved. Like we have been in a relationship for about 18 years, married for eight years, and known each other for like 20 something years, which is crazy. It is 20 something years, just about. No, it hasn't. Yes, it, if we've been together for 18 years, we've known each other for almost 20 years. No, because we started. Particularly dating when I was driving. So 16, so 17. 16, so we're still talking about there. 18. We getting there. We getting so, there. So, yeah, it was probably at the, we're probably right at, I mean, 18 years of already being together. But then when it comes down to it, of also time period of, yeah, like the first year of just getting to know each other and being good friends. Yeah, and I think that's important for relationships, too, because I know we had a conversation with our friend this weekend, and she was talking about how she wished that she could have a relationship like ours because our foundation is based off of friendship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, one, I can't say hashtag relationship goals to everybody's relationship. I wouldn't say hashtag relationship goals to anybody's relationship, to be I truly agree honest. You want to be your own relationship goals. And I mean, nobody knows what happens behind closed doors like exactly. I think it's a lot of relationships that is it's beautiful on the outside but people don't really know the amount of work that it may have taken to make it just simply beautiful mm -hmm. for them to be behind clothes for them to be in public mm -hmm. and I think when we start to say relationship goals like we only look for like I said that happily ever moment exactly <laughs> and I mean it's, it's just like having a, a, a child like love being a father like I, I would never change anything in this world for it but it's it, like you know it was the sleepless nights to still to, to, exactly so the the trying to work the the building up to it the the things that to that matter that you don't really see about uh being a father now would I change being a father hell no like I definitely wouldn't but it's it's the a relationship is the same thing like you look at the beautiful moments of it, and, and we enjoy the beautiful, beautiful moments as well. But would somebody else be able to sustain or, or be capable of enduring things that we've gone through to continue to find each other, build each other, and, and to succeed through those problems to be able to, to make those, I guess you could say, Instagrammable moments? Um, 
that we all love at the same time. And I think it's it's a no. Like, I think somebody else is going through something else that we may have looked at and been like, no, that would have been it. Or that's a divorce or whatever. Or somebody could have been through what we've been through and looked at the same thing and said the same exact thing. I think your relationship needs to be yours. I think the success in, in having somebody to love um, comes with a lot more than what people realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and with you loving someone, you also have to be um, lovingly enough to be to to forgive somebody as well to to know that it is more valuable than to just be separate and by yourself at that point mm-hmm. um, at the same time. So, I well, can yeah. definitely agree to that. I can definitely agree that. You know, you want to be your own hashtag relationship goals, whether you're going through your toughest period, your seven or your five or your two year itch. You know, ultimately, you want to get to a place where you can look back and be like, damn, we really went through some stuff and we are on the rainbow side of it. Mm -hmm. And I think we spend a lot of time idolizing everybody else's relationship, but one, not taking the time to work on ourselves, to self-reflect, become self-aware, and even self-love. I remember having a conversation with uh, an old friend, Didi, if you remember. You know, I remember telling her, I was just like, you have to learn to love yourself. You literally break up with the guy, and within a couple of weeks, you're in a new relationship. When do you have any time to yourself to figure it all out? And I remember she got married, I think the year after we got married, and they divorced a year after that. And I can't help but to think it's because she was lacking in the self-love area. She was lacking in the self-awareness area. And like you said, people are just getting married to check that box and be like, hey, I did it. But you're not doing any work when it goes inside of whatever your relationship is. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. And did you have anything else you wanted to add to the podcast? Let the people know. No, I'm good. I think <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Cool. We'll stop here then. Yeah. Other than I love you. I love you. <laughs> you can find me at serenitytoday.com. Serenity spelled S-I-R-E-N-I-T-Y today. And I'm on the platforms Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Why I pray for my husband. I'm not religious. Matter of fact, I'm the first one to tell you that religion has taken away from spirituality, which is what we should all truly strive for, and that when you really dig deep into each religion, they generally say the same thing. I do not think spirituality and religion are necessarily the same, despite the fact that one stems from the other. I believe in a higher being. I believe in the wonders of the universe. I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in how we are all connected through the energies of Mother Earth. I believe in prayer. I pray when I'm scared. I pray when I'm happy. I pray when I'm worried. I pray when I'm hopeful. 
Contrary to our friends' beliefs, my marriage is probably the opposite of what everyone thinks it is. In public, we appear great and ideal, but behind closed doors, honestly, it's hard. Two people who have been together for the better half of, at this point, 18 years, who are from totally different cultural backgrounds. He's Georgia born and bred with parents who are the same. I was born in Miami to a Jamaican mother and a Nigerian father who has totally different upbringings. He's an only child. I'm the oldest of three and the only girl who deal with stress totally differently and who thinks totally differently. I believe it's these opposites within us and around us that drew us to each other. Where he falters, I bring him up, and where I fall short, he takes the slack. Where our marriage gets hard is in how we deal with stress and how stress manifests itself. I'm used to talking about what bothers me. My mom is my biggest confidant, and I can literally talk freely and openly to her about anything. Through the toughest of times, I've always had my brothers to keep me sane and make me laugh. I realized that my husband wasn't blessed to have the same. If he were to tell it, he's only had himself and only had to rely on himself. So when it comes to stressful situations like bills, financial issues, work, everyday life, I notice that he handles it dramatically differently than I do. He keeps it bottled up until he can't anymore. I pray for him. I don't know if he knows it, but I pray for him. Almost every day, I pray for him when he can't help but say something snarky and condescending. I pray for him when the pressures and responsibility of marriage get to him. I pray every day that he makes it home safely. I pray that he wakes up each morning for work. I pray for him. I pray that he sees me as I see him, perfectly imperfect. I pray for my love for him because I know I don't love easy and I know I'm not the easiest to love. I pray for us because through those prayers that get me through our darkest arguments, it's those prayers that overshadows my thoughts of divorce. It's those prayers that give me the energy and will to continue to make it work even when I feel like I don't have anything left to give. It's prayer that works when I don't. I'm not religious by all means, but I realize that when we pray for others, we are selflessly and spiritually sharing a piece of ourselves to someone else so that they can be better. I pray for my husband because I see the better in him. All right, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the SOA Inspired Podcast. Again, I am your host, Chantel Asimoto White, and I just want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me into your life, into your day, into this moment, and hopefully offering you something of impact and value. And hopefully I inspired you to get up and move and do and start wherever you are. I want you to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, leave a comment, share with a friend, post on your social media so that way we can get our numbers up. I would really appreciate you for that. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Soa Inspired, on Twitter at Soa Inspired, and on Facebook, Soa Inspired. And of course, make sure you follow Dose of Ohm as well on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Soa Inspired podcast. And again, I'm Chantel. Talk to you soon.